with only six more episodes to go in 2021, it's the Dockiverse Podcast, episode 58, Cruising for Babes in the Frozen Food Aisle. In this episode, we have a monster movie review and a few of my thoughts on gaming. And now, let's get things started. Greetings, everybody. I'm your host, Doc Cross. Thanks for coming back to the podcast. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. It's been an interesting past few days. Not much really going on, just uh, little things here and there. We have a rather short podcast today because I have posted expanded information for the instant place that has been put up today. So you've got that to listen to, which would probably double the size of the podcast. And right now, it is time to thank my patrons over on Patreon. They're great people. I love them. They send me money. I do this podcast. I write on the blog. It's a wonderful deal. So thank you, David. Thank you, Avis. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Jame. Thank you, Marion. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Peter. You guys are swell. I hope I get to see you at some point in the near future. Now we're moving on to Monster Movie Review, which for the past umpteen reviews has been all about movies that make you say, what the fuck did I just watch? This one is one of those. It's right in that category. It's called The Brainiac. Now, this is a Mexican supernatural horror film directed by Shano Ureta, written by Federico Curiel, Adolfo Lopez Portillo, and Antonio Oriana. And it stars the producer, Abel Salazar. Now, Abel Salazar is pretty famous in the Mexican movie industry because for a long time he was a well-known producer, director, actor, even did some writing. He has a brother who was a director and writer. So I've seen him in quite a number of Mexican movies. This one is pretty whack. It was originally uh, called The Baron of Terror, which in Spanish is El Baron de Terror. It's a, 19, like I said, a 1962 Mexican horror movie. It stars Abel Salazar as Baron Vitellius de Estera, Ruben Rojo as Rolando Miranda and Marcos Miranda, Ariadne Welter as Victoria Contreras, Luis Aragon as Professor Milan, David Silva as the detective inspector, and Germán Robles, also a famous name in Mexican acting, as Indelacio Plantoya, and Sebastian de Pantoya. Now, this is set in the modern times mostly, but it begins in Mexico City in 1661. And there you have Baron Vitellius de Estera being condemned by the Inquisition and sentenced to be burned at the state. As the sentence is carried out, the Baron promises that he will return with the next passage of a comet, which is visible overhead, while they're burning him, and slay the descendants of his accusers. 
Then we moved to Mexico City in 1961, so 300 years later. The promised comet returns, carrying with it Baron Batelius, who takes advantage of his considerable abilities as a sorcerer to carry out his threat. One of the things he does, and this is where things get whack, is able to change into a hairy monster of the title in order to suck out the brains of his victims with a long forked tongue. He also has strong hypnotic capabilities, is able to render his enemies motionless or force them to act against their will, but really, folks, it's all about the hairy monster with the long forked tongue sucking folks' brains out. It's nutty, it's goofy. I don't know how well it did in Mexico. I know that whenever it came on television, um, on Creature Features or whatever, I would watch it, and my friends would watch it. I've seen it about four times over the years. Mexican horror movies tend to be a little goofy when judged by American standards anyway, and sometimes when judged by Mexican standards. But this one is, is really goofy. I mean, it's even weirder than a lot of the luchador movies. I... Can't say too much more about it. It's available on YouTube. It's probably available on other places. If you have Spanish language stations in your area, it doesn't matter if you know the language or not. Just watch the movie. You can play music while you're watching it. It's all about the visuals of that hairy, brain-sucking, long-tongued creature. Anyway, that's the Monster Movie Review for this time around. We'll have another one next time. Now it's time to move on to commentary, and I want to let you folks know that I have already done this piece once before, and Audacity has been acting weird lately, breaking up things into audio tracks that I never asked it to do, and which it never did before, and somehow I lost most of what I recorded before, at least this segment of it. So anyway, we're going to start all over again, and... We are talking about things you can do to get a game started, other than have people meet in a fucking inn or a tavern. Ways you can get a group together, have them be together, even at the start of things, if you want. And one of my favorite things to do in the past six, eight years is to have my group start as young people, teens or even preteens on a couple of occasions, and they all live in the same area. They all go to the same school, they know the same people, they know each other, and they're all sort of the outcast kids. Maybe they grow up out in the country, and everybody else wants to take over dad's farm, or become a cobbler, or, you know, run the inn, or something like that. And these kids want adventure. Sometimes they're even related. Sometimes you might have a a pair of siblings in the group. And, you know, you can have different races, but you say, well, you know, over the hill, that's where the elves live, but they come into town all the time. And, you know, there's some dwarves that live in town that do uh, blacksmithing and stuff or whatever you need. But they know each other. And so my last group, actually my D&D and pizza group, they... uh, decided they were going to leave town in the dead of night. They all had reasons for leaving town. Uh, One character was the youngest son in the family, so he was going to inherit nothing, and he didn't want to work for his older brothers. 
So he's going to split. And anyway, they all left town and they had a little adventure. They were level zero, which means everything they did was not at advantage. It was a disadvantage at sometimes. And sometimes it was just, you know, straight rule. And they had an adventure and they finally made it to the big city. They had to hook up with the Adventurers Guild in order to get training for their various um, chosen professions. And uh, actually one went, uh, the fighter went in the army, the rogue joined the Thieves Guild, the wizard went to wizard school, and then we jumped ahead like three years, and they were actually first-level adventurers and could start off and be at first level and have the adventures. Another way to start people off is in misfortune. They are victims of a war, or they're on the run from somebody, or they're slaves and they're on the run, or they're criminals and they're on the run, or they're not criminals, but they're going to be treated like them and thrown in prison, so they're on the run. That's a great way to get the group together, have them all working for a common cause to get the hell away from the people who are after them, or get out of the way of the war, or whatever it is, and... Then they can see exotic places because they're running like hell to keep away from the people who are after them. And they can do things to get money to survive on or to get power to go back and kick the ass of the evil warlords that fucked up their town or, you know, stop the slavers or whatever. And that's a good way. In fact, uh, the computer game Elder Scrolls Skyrim starts off that way. You are a prisoner and you are about to go get your head chopped off. And then shit happens and you get loose. Um, another way to have people all become part of the same uh, situation, go form a group and go out adventuring, or at least start an adventure, is to have them all experience something that gives them a common goal. And one of the best ways to do that is to have somebody they know or somebody they associate with fuck them all over usually for a lot of money or something else. And then they're all, yeah, I know that son of a bitch. I want to go get him and blah, blah, blah. And then you're chasing after this guy and you run him through some different adventures. And eventually, yeah, once they've gone up a couple levels, they catch him, they kill him, they beat the shit out of him, they get his money, whatever the deal is. But by now they're a group and they're out adventuring. So anyway, that's a few ways to get your party together without having them meet in an inn. Or, you know, work for the same guy. And next time I decide to talk about this stuff, I'll have something else to share with you. And now the podcast is over, and we are going to say goodbye to everybody until next episode. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Docaverse blog, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com, or if you're listening via Anchor, you can leave a voicemail, or if you're listening on the Patreon site, you can go ahead and leave a review, a comment, a question, and I'll find out about it via an email. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts weeks before they go up on Anchor, go to www.patreon.com forward slash dot cross and pledge $1, $3, $100, whatever you want. And you'll get whatever that particular pledge covers. 
which really only $1 and $3 covers anything, so don't break the bank, unless you really want to. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it, I will be more than willing to accept your money, and I will crank out some sort of commercial or kind words for you however you want it done. Get in touch with me by any of the methods I just mentioned before. Our music was Big Sandy and his Fly Right Boys, and it came off of the Free Music Archives. This podcast and everything on it except the music is copyright 2021 by Doc Cross. Live long and prosper, and I'll see you next time.